0: Now on The Pulse, useful and healthy information for you and your family, it's Northeast Delta Dental Radio with Tom Raffio and the Northeast Delta Dental Team.
1: Welcome to Northeast Delta Dental Radio. I'm Tom Raffio for Northeast Delta Dental Radio, and I'm also the head coach of the dental insurance company known as Northeast Delta Dental. Well, it's hard to believe it's already August 20th and 21st, depending on when you're listening to this show. Uh, last weekend, of course, we had Charlie Shearman on the show, and Charlie did a great job uh, talking about uh, New Horizons and all the issues we have we have with homelessness and food insecurity and related issues. This will be relevant for today's topic as well, so I want to thank Charlie for joining me uh, last weekend. Uh, on the road racing calendar, the Capital Erie Race Series was completed. Um, we have... Given out the awards um, under the age graded category. Um, Ernie Brake uh, won for men, um, and Kristen Dineski from the women, and Kristen also won the overall for the women. And Dylan Tuttle won the overall for the men. So, great series. And last weekend we had two other races uh, not related to the series: Alton Home Old Home Day and Epson Old Home Day. So, old home days are starting to uh, creep up on us. I usually think about that as late summer and early August and, and uh, early September, and here they are. And I just want to thank all of my colleagues at Northeast Delta Dental. A couple of weeks ago, we had a, our midsummer. Uh, recognition of all of our employees on the soccer field, and it's just great that uh, I have such great employees that uh, allow me to get out there in the community. Well, one of my great colleagues, who's been with me literally since the day I started in June of 1995, is Dr. Mitch Coray, who is a still, still after close to 50 years, still practicing as a dentist, but he also works for us um, as a uh, as a chief science officer um at northeast dental uh, mitch does it seem like the 22
0: years does, does it seem like more like 22 months what do you think you know it goes by like the blink of an eye it's just amazing to me tom how quickly that's gone by and uh, you know thanks very much it's been uh, it's been a great ride and i'll tell you as you well know i'm a practicing dentist I just wish the heck I'd get it right. <laughs> so, but, uh, so how many years now have you been a participating dentist with us? I've been a participating dentist for over 40 years.
1: Right. And Can you imagine that? And so I, I, I was just
0: a young pup then. I
1: knew the um, answer to that and there are very few um, dentists in New Hampshire um, that have as many years as Dr. Corre. However, he's still very vibrant and active and has been very instrumental with a lot of the projects we been going on at Northeast Delta Dental. Including something called DSO, which stands for Dental Service Organization. It's uh, what's happening in the dental community. Why don't you explain what that is and uh, and basically why
0: it's sort of a mar- you know a market trend that's out there? Well, here's what's going on. Um, a lot of times, we as um, solo practitioners, or maybe we've got a partner, or maybe we have a small group. Uh, there's a, a lot of uh, Uh, things in the background like hiring and firing and getting supplies and buying equipment and other good things, sort of like on the back. And yet, you know, a lot of dentists have said, you know what, I would really just like to do my work. I really would just like to be a dentist and not have the business side uh, so tight and having to worry about that. The dental uh, support organizations assist with that. What they do is they actually give a possibility for uh, a dentist to actually continue his or her practice. And meanwhile, someone else is taking the burden of the running of the office, the routine stuff. That's where DSOs are starting to come into play. And they come into play with a couple of folks. Number one, we have young people who are coming out of dental school with a lot of debt. Now, what do they want? Well, they're looking for a steady income so they can support themselves and or their family if they already have one. And then you have uh, the midtermers if you wish who are into the game for a while and then what they wanna do is they'd like to expand but they still would like to do their dentistry. So wouldn't it be nice if there was an outfit out there, dental support organization, that would uh, assist them as entrepreneurs to let's say buy that second or third or fourth office. And in the first instance, They're working for a dental support organization. In the second instance, it's a a young uh, individual, entrepreneur, who wants to actually make a difference and spread uh, the the oral health message out there. And then there are folks who have been in the business for a while. Many of us like to be individuals. We like uh, our own independence. We like to give it some steering, if you wish. And so as we uh, back out of the profession and move into retirement, we would like to see if we can either one, stay busy maybe one day a week and stay out of the wife's way, if you know what I mean. And uh, once in a while, we'd like to do maybe two days. And so the DSO concept allows uh, one of the practitioners who's deciding to retire, maybe three to five years down the road, an ability to be able to think about that and do some planning and yet still be productive. And so those are the three basic ideas that are out there that would support the young dentist coming out of school, the entrepreneurial dentist who feels that they'd like to to spread the oral health message, and the person who's getting ready to retire and is looking and wants to leave his patients in good hands and wants to make sure that he also can spread that oral health message. How blessed so we are that idea. you
1: that you stay on top of these trends and, uh, you know, the uh, the invisible hand of the economy hits all industries eventually. And oh, it's, you got that uh, right. And it sounds like it's in, in, hit, hit the dental community. Uh, the other thing you mentioned, the the sort of the, the new dentist coming out of dental school. Of course, we know the average debt load. Let's say coming out of oh, if you went goodness. to Tufts and um, the poor student may have two hundred thousand dollars easily. And, in debt, and as you know, one of the, one of the ways we've tried to address that is we do have a scholarship program for for dental school students um, in New, in from New Hampshire, mm-hmm. Maine, and Vermont. And similarly, we helped start the launch the UNE Dental School in Portland. And part of that requirement was a, a tuition that was a little less than Tufts. But beyond that, that they would you know stay in practice in the underserved area. So I think Northeast Delta Dental has done its part, but certainly. Those students coming out of dental school with that level of debt, um, and/or maybe uh, they want to have a better work-family balance, maybe than than you did. You know, working as sure. a salaried employee, or as you said, um, being able to focus on the, the pa- their passion.
0: You know, being a healer, being a dentist, as opposed to the some of the business part of things. You, you know, Tom, um, Northeast Delta Dental uh, also has uh, an assist if you wish. Uh, dentists who are going through a residency. So uh, some of us, like for instance, my residency was in the United States Air Force. And it just so happens that those are still out there. And what it does is it gives you a chance to sharpen up your skills, it gives you a chance to meet with your colleagues, and other good things along that line. The, the idea of the residency is, again, it lets you sharpen up on your skills, and you have uh, dedicated teachers who are willing to show you, if you wish, some of the ropes, some of the stuff that goes on that they've experienced over the years, and um, so there's a mentoring piece. I was just going to say, m- mentoring
1: is is so important, as you know. And one of the, one of the points I made in my book, there are no do overs. Is you know, we all should at some point. We're, we're all both. Um, we can be a mentor or a mentee, and I'm, I'm glad you 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 know you referenced that absolutely. It's a great program. So you also mentioned you're a veteran, and I just want to give you a shout out. Uh, without get, we'll have the, probably a different show on this, but essentially, uh, for veterans out there, we actually have a pretty cost effective dental insurance program. If you go on the anydelta.com dot com website, that's anydelta.com, dot com, and you'll see a VA section, and it's a VA dental insurance program or VADIP for short. And for mm-hmm. relatively inexpensive, maybe like twenty dollars a month, the, uh, veterans Very can reasonable. enroll. Um, Mitch has also done, uh, with his colleague, Dr. Tracy, um, you know, some triage, but it would be great if I could get the veterans in the VADIP program because ultimately, uh, you know, Mitch, Dr. Correa, can do triage, but ultimately um, Mitch would be the first one to say you need to get to the dentist
0: on a regular basis. Absolutely, and uh, there's, uh, I'm sure you've already seen the, the big thing about flossing, all right? Here's the answer, folks, floss, run, walk, do whatever, it's all very healthy. Right,
1: and I'm glad you mentioned the flossing (laughs) thing because I've actually had to address that in a few speeches and some Facebook. And while certainly... Um, the evidence may be inconclusive, but what we all know: if you go to bed and half your dinner is between your teeth, th- <laughs> that cannot be good for oral health no. or, or the partner that you're sleeping with. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Num- number two and number and number three: just because you can't prove its uh, efficacy, it doesn't mean it you know it doesn't work. And I think, as uh, I like to say, only floss
0: the teeth that you want to keep. How's that, is that boy, for a motto? Boy, I'll model? tell you that goes back a ways. Um. Um, you know, when I started dentistry, when the uh, when the musket was invented, it almost seems that long, Tom. We're
1: you using leeches too, or yeah, we were actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, but I just uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was asked actually to to address it. Yes, pr- please continue to brush and floss. Now, after commercial break, we'll get into really today's topic was opio opioid, and um, it's, and here are. Here are some of the headlines, and this was from Union Leader Material in 2015. Opioid user n- user numbers in New Hampshire are stag- uh, staggering. More than 13 million doses of Schedule II painkillers, and that's the kind implicated in the opioid epidemic. Plaguing the state were dispensed in New Hampshire pharmacies in just one three-month period wow. in uh, 2015. And what uh, people don't know um, is that under New Hampshire law, and this is where th- where Mitch comes in, dentists, um, as well of course as physicians and nurses and PAs and veterinarians and pharmacists, but dentists are in fact required to register with the Prescription Drug Monitoring Program or PDMP. So let's, uh, let's start there and, and tell us the requirement then after commercial break we can, we can talk about its impact. So the PD, PDMP requirement. So if, someone, yes. so if someone comes into your office, um, um, and it looks like that they may be on opioids. Uh, what I mean, how do you how do you deal with it? I mean, well, you know, wow. Um, and are you th- required
0: th- to like before you prescribe a drug? Are you required to look at a database? Um, you, you're not required, but if you're smart, you're going to do that, especially when you find that the request is specific. Hey, doc, I would like this particular medication. Oh, I can't take that one don't you start to wonder, now wait a second. So it's just a, So it would, be, it would be just a
1: best practice to consult the database, for what but, you, but it's not required by law. But I do know it is required in other states, of course, but not in New Hampshire. But your best practice, of course, would
0: be to consult the database? A- absolutely, there's just no doubt about it. Uh, and it's a, it's a great place to go. You know, that's, it hasn't been that long that it's been around, about three or four years and just recently it's become, uh, Tom, part of our licensure. Perfect. So we'll, cu- we'll stop there, and after commercial break,
1: I'll ask Dr. Corre to expand on that. Please stay tuned for more of Northeast Delta Dental Radio. Welcome back to Northeast Delta Dental Radio. Here it is, August 20th and 21st, and with me is my colleague, Dr. Mitch Corre, who has been with me Working with me as a colleague for 22 years at Northeast Delta Dental. The funny story about Mitch <laughs> is the day I started, his predecessor resigned uh, for health reasons. Um, and so I literally hired Mitch sight unseen, someone someone said, geez, you gotta hire this guy, Dr. Mitch Coray, and of course, I took it at face value. Now, for you HR professionals out there, I'm not recommending that anybody ever do that, but occasionally it works out,
0: so here. And the check was in the mail. The check though.
1: was in the mail, and here he is, 22 years <laughs> later, still working very.
0: Still having a good time.
1: Actively for us, and, and part of our requirement is he also you know, is an active practicing dentist. Well, what we like to say is we like to have someone in-house who is also out there, you know, practicing the profession, so we we know the impact, any policies that we make on, on the profession. Now, one of those new, exciting programs we have is called Health Through or Wellness or How, and it uses software called Provisor, and essentially, you've heard me and Dr. Mills and Heather Brown talk about this in prior shows, but but here's my experience with it. If you, many, many, if not all, not quite all yet, but most of our groups or employers that have Northeast Delta Dental have this H- how coverage and two-thirds of our dentists have signed up for the program. We allow the dentist to go onto our website and get a free license of the provisor software. Effectively, what happens is depending on your provisor score, you might be entitled to enhanced benefits such as a third cleaning in a calendar year or fluoride, a varnish, or if you're a smoker, and hopefully you're not, uh, the dentist can counsel you on that and get reimbursed for that. So there's a lot of enhanced benefits that that have proven to be, you know, evidence-based. So the so this provisor program, sometimes locally called HOW or Health Rural Wellness, has been really exciting. The one qualification I would say is for those of you on our on our retail product, whether you purchased it on healthcare.gov or Delta Dental Covers mecom the private exchange it's not available there, but most likely if you have Delta Dental coverage through your employer, it has it. So from a dentist's perspective, Mitch, so I go in there and they're cleaning and the hygienist, in addition to doing her, his or her normal stuff, asks a series of questions
0: with the provisor software and then what happens? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, first of all, I've been uh, using the Previsor program for some time. I find that it's a great way to educate your patient because all of a sudden you're gonna show them actually where they are currently. So you have a status, the now status. And in some cases where there's uh, like problems with gum disease and things along that line, you are actually able to put a number to it. And I know people think this is funny, but it's not. People love numbers and colors. And I can tell you that when Tom uh, would come in, what he would get is he'd have a number and a color. Anything that goes, it's a, it's on a, a, a one-to-five as uh, the measure. If, if uh, Tom was in the three-to-five measure, this is where the HOW program really kicks in. And I got to tell you, it's great, Tom. And I don't know where the idea came from. I think Shannon was the one who came up with it and a bunch of other folks, uh, including yours truly. And Shannon would be Dr. Mills, Dr. who's Mills. been on our show before. And it's great because if you need that additional cleaning, I know that once you've made a diagnosis that there is a gum problem, that sometimes folks are reluctant. They come to the front desk and they go, do I have to pay for this? And if they qualify with the previsor um, risk assessment that we have in the three to five range, then all of a sudden we can look at them and just like this, we can get an answer back and it says, well, you know, I have some good news for you, Sally. Your next one is being picked up by Northeast Delta Dental through their How program, and I it, have found that just and, and it works as
1: simple as that. It's so grat- gratifying as a CEO. You know, we we have this vision of this product to really revolutionize oh, dental it. benefits. So I, I go into my dentist the other day um, without uh, divulging anything. I my provider score was three, so anything three, That's four, right. or five, you get a an additional benefit. So right there and then. The hygienist scheduled me for my third cleaning in the calendar year and then applied Zero. adult fluoride varnish Delta dental covered it um, seamless, no paperwork uh, it was awesome right there and you know in in the in the operatory. so one of the things that people don't realize is well, certainly going to your dentist twice a year and getting two cleanings a year is a good bar- benchmark as Mitch will tell you it's not it that is. was really based on um toothpaste companies in advertisements <laughs> encouraging you to see a dentist twice a year, but some of us actually maybe need to go three times a year. And quite candidly, there are others, you know, take the bell curve, but there's probably five to 7% of the population that once every two years would be fine. But the bottom line is some of us do need a third or fourth cleaning in a calendar year. And with the provisor or how program, um, you if,
0: if your provider's score
1: is three, four, or five, you'll be entitled to those additional benefits. That's
0: just outstanding. I can't tell you what a benefit it's been to our practice and our patients. Uh, they love it, um, and they really feel that working with Northeast Delta Dental is really a great thing. And I have to tell you, Tom, and I know we've said it uh, you know, at Northeast that uh, <laughs> when they switch and they go to a competitor, I've got to tell you there's a lot of pressure on HR to get back with us because they have those additional services that they can get with us and not. We call it stickiness. Exactly. And
1: what's and what's cool about that is it's also better for the oral health of the employees of the employer because if you if in fact you need adult fluoride varnished, uh, if you need nutrition counseling, oh, yeah. if you need that third cleaning in the calendar year, that's better for your oral health and and for those of you number crunchers out there you're listening to this thinking yes obviously we're paying out more to the dental community which is good but but um, over the long run that means maybe I won't need a crown maybe That's I, I won't need the gum issue, got my gums repaired 5 years from now so it's just better oral health which is you know for for our mission
0: yeah if we can get in there early i've got to tell you that's the thing to do. And this how program has really assisted us in terms of looking out for the oral health of our patients.
1: So like a lot of things, great. Dr. Cray, it's like pay me now or pay me later, so to speak. And That's prevent, right. an ounce of prevention is worth an ounce of cure, I guess. Is, Something like that. So let's get back to, so we, we gave the headlines. Opioid yeah. user numbers in New Hampshire are staggering. Uh, some other headlines, New Hampshire medical examiner at least 161 drug overdoses so far. Uh, in 2016. So from your dental practice perspective, I mean, have you seen the toll that this has taken on people and, you know, obviously... Um, there are mental factors as well, and so on and so forth. And just as an aside, we we are definitely working with uh, Judge Broderick, Broderick on the Change Direction uh, program, where we're making uh, mental health awareness uh, really one of one of my goals, along with you know Justice Broderick. And I'm sure, to me, the more I get into this, Mitch, homelessness, uh, food insecurity, drug addiction, mental health issues, uh, violence—even it seems to be all related
0: yeah we're lucky you and me. yeah,
1: yeah. I, I you know I feel that. so so again, from a dentist's perspective, has this with knowing that there's rampant opioid use, yep. um, you know, how is how have you adapted your practice as just an awareness thing? And we, as you said before break, obviously you do consult the database
0: before you prescribe a drug. That's at least one thing you do. But is there a- other things that you've been doing? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things is if you're looking out for your patient's welfare you're going to start to do some education. You're going to start to to take a look and say, wait a second, one of the things that I found, Tom, is that often it's a blame about, you know, blame the doctors. I mean, they're over-prescribing and so forth. A course that I attended at BU, and it's where prescription opioids were obtained. Are you ready for this? Over two-thirds are from family and friends. Yeah, they got it left over in the medicine cabinet. So in other words,
1: you had you had you had legitimate surgery. Um, you had an oxycodone prescription. Yeah. You leave it in your medicine cabinet. Sure. Next thing you know,
0: it's being abused by someone else in the family. A- absolutely, and uh, and I was just amazed that two thirds of the opioids actually uh, and and some somebody said that if you look at the whole picture, fifty three percent are obtained free from friends and relatives. So. Are we on the lookout for that? You betcha, because when you do your medical history, uh, you wanna sit with them, and that's done, by the way, at each appointment. We ask that question. Has anything changed? Are you taking any different medications? And then what you have to do is you have to take a look and see where is that patient coming from in terms of their pain? Are they in pain when they come to visit you? If so, what is it that you want, want to do with them? Is it an acute pain? Trust me, there's nothing cute about that acute pain because it's severe, it's a shot, and it really gets you. I'm sure that some of you, I didn't mean, mean for you to grimace out there, but then there's chronic pain, which is just like you're living with it. And uh, so we try to find out what is it about the pain that you are con- uh, con- uh, considering uh, You know, right now. We have to look at that. Is there a place where opioids can be used, or where they're indicated, less so today than ever before. Uh, a recent survey showed that of if you take the 100% of the uh, opioids that are out there, 85% are, um, are uh, prescribed by primary care physicians. The other 15% is actually dentists and um, specialists in the medical field. Furthermore, in terms of the New Hampshire prescription drug monitoring, this is interesting. What they do is they will actually audit what you have uh, given out for prescriptions. And the good news has been that dentists in the state of New Hampshire prescribe very little for um, opioids. Now, when someone's sitting next to you or you're chatting with them and you're discussing maybe something that you need to do with them, Uh, maybe a removal of a tooth or something along that line, some of them will say, uh, well, what are you gonna give me for pain? Well, you'll find that the trend today is more towards looking at the inflammation, which is the process in many cases, Not not just the procedure you're gonna do, which is the process that actually helps create the pain after you've done the procedure. So I have found that I'm turning more and more towards products like ibuprofens and by reducing the inflammation, which is one of the key factors in terms of pain. Well, you say, well, that's nice, so you're doing prescriptions. Aha, here's what we're not talking about, and this is the elephant in the room. So physical pain is one piece, but the mental pain that goes with that is the piece that we cannot side with you as we look at your medical history. It's really more about what is that patient's perspective on pain, the one that they're having, and that is just such a, a solo thing. It's just about the individual that you're sitting with. It's very difficult to gauge that. So wait a minute, should you give them more opioids? Well, there's, there's, there's some things that you can do. Uh, one, you can s- check the program and see, you know, have they been here before, the New Hampshire Prescription Drug Monitoring Program. And um, then you can do something called a pills count. Because if they've been taking them before, and you can take a look at the usage so, Dr. Craig, we're running out of time, but I think we've just scratched the surface. I'll oh, definitely have you
1: back. In, in, in 10 seconds or less, do you think there's better cooperation now between the dentists
0: and uh, pediatricians and other physicians? I, I, I can only tell you um, that um, I don't know where it is for everyone, but uh, one of my uh, one of my notes for this morning was, when in doubt, who was the last person who gave an opioid to the individual that is seated before you. Perfect. The call you need to make.
1: All right, Dr. Cray, thank you for giving me your best 22 years and 22 <laughs>
0: more years, I hope. Well, I don't know about that, Tom, but I'm, I'm willing to go if you are.
1: Perfect. All right, Tom Raphael will return next weekend with more of Northeast Delta Dental Radio.
0: Thanks so much, Tom.